The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Park, Marion Richmond, Harry Lang, Peter Leeds, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Have you heard the exciting news about Mary Lee Taylor's recipe for chicken, peas, and rice dinner? It's been voted the recipe of the month. Right now it's being featured on a special recipe slip in grocery stores from coast to coast. Now, what makes it so special? Listen. Reason number one, Mary Lee Taylor soaks the chicken in pet milk before it's fried to make it juicier, more tender, with a crisp golden brown coating you can't get any other way. Reason number two is the gravy. Rich-tasting, creamy smooth, the kind you can make only with milk like pet evaporated milk. Good, sweet country milk concentrated to double richness. And reason number three is the idea of adding canned peas, a favorite family vegetable, to make this almost a complete meal-in-one, easy-to-serve dish. Tomorrow, at your grocer's, get some pet milk and your favorite brand of canned peas. Take along the recipe slip featuring chicken, peas, and rice dinner and have this wonderful treat for your family soon. The carnival has come to Wistful Vista, and the air is filled with the happy sounds that a carnival always brings. That was the merry-go-round. That was the shooting gallery. Give me a hot dog with chili and sauerkraut, some frozen custard, and a taffy apple. And that was Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Ah, boy, oh, boy, the carnival. There's nothing like it, kiddo. I just love it. Listen to the man over there. Yeah. And presenting for the first time, Colonel Jonathan Whiteside, the world's tallest midget, five feet seven in the stocking feet. The colonel comes to us direct from a world tour. Step boy, up oh, boy. <laughs> the tallest midget. <laughs> ah, this really takes me back, Molly. Back to the days when I was head man of a big carnival outfit myself. You head man of a carnival? Yep. That's a chapter of your life I never heard before. Well, it was right after I split up with Fred Nittany. The guy that I and him had a vaudeville act together from Starved Rock, Illinois. You heard about Fred. Repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> We'd worked up a real clever act. Tap dancing on stilts while we juggled four live guinea pigs and sang Mother McCree. Oh, I'd like to saw that. <laughs> but we couldn't get any work, so we split up the guinea pigs and split up. That was when you went to work for a carnival? Yep. Carruthers Brothers Colossal Combined Carnival Shows. Ah, oh, we had some wonderful guys with that carnival, Molly. You did. My best pal, the guy that him and I were practically insufferable together, was a guy by the name of P.T. Wingding. Oh, one of the Wingding brothers, no doubt. I never met his family. But old P.T. was a first-class carnival man. His specialty was guessing people's weight, and I only saw him got fooled once. Somebody wear a brick under their hat to throw him off? No, a man come up one night with a bay window that would have looked fine on a small hotel. P.T. looks at him, and he says, Mister, he says, that can't be real. 
You tried to confuse me by stuffing a balloon under your vest. Oh, 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 oh boy, did that guy get sore. Well, I don't blame him. Yeah. You'd be mad, too, if you were overweight and somebody said that to you. Well, it wasn't only the, what uh, P.T. said, but he was so sure he was right that he stuck a pin in the guy. Oh. <laughs> you could have heard him screech from one end of the midway clear down. Oh, look, the... McGee. Isn't that Mr. Wimple standing there by the booth? Oh, sure it is. Hi, Wimp. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Well, hello, folks. <laughs> You having fun at the carnival, boy? Oh, I've just had a peachy afternoon, Mr. McGee. <laughs> I rode on the Ferris wheel and I tossed rings and won a Boy Scout knife with a picture of Lillian Russell on the handle. Oh. oh, those are nice. Yes, and I went to see Sahara Sarah, the king of Egypt's favorite dancing girl, oh. says on the poster. Which king of Egypt is that? King Tut, I think. Oh. <laughs> she announced that she was dedicating the dance to her dear old mummy. <laughs> starting to see things ourselves, Mr. Wimple. Uh, what'd you like best so far? Well, I just love Professor Callahan and his royal fleas, Mrs. McGee. Royal fleas? Yes. I understand they originally came off a poodle named Prince. <laughs> it was a wonderful show, really. They rode bicycles and climbed ladders, and then for the finale, six little fleas and paper skirts did a hula dance. <laughs> My gosh, that's amazing. Six dancing fleas. Oh, it was fascinating. Yeah? The way they wiggled and twisted. After a while, a lady in the audience started to wiggle and twist, too. Really got into the spirit of the hula dance, did she? Well, that's what I thought until I counted the fleas. <laughs> Only five of them took a bow at the finish. Well, this is all old stuff to me, Wimp. I used to be in the carnival business myself. Well, the carnival has played a part in my life, too, Mr. McGee. Yeah? In fact... It was right here at this very booth that I met the girl who was destined to become Sweetie Face, my big old wife. Gee whiz, you met her right here at this booth, huh? Yes. Isn't that romantic? Yes. <laughs> Every year when the carnival comes to town, I come back here and go to a sort of, a, well, little ceremony, you might say. Oh, George, yeah. will you do the honors again this year? Oh, glad to, Mr. Wimple. Are you ready? Ready, George. Uh, bend over. Hands on your knees. Hands on my knees. Hey, what's he gonna? Here we go. <laughs> oh. Heavenly day. Why, kick the daylight Oh, out. that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you, George. I deserve it. We'll see you next year. So long. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra, and goody, goody. Thank <laughs> you. 
much of a carnival compared to the one that I was the head man of it, back when I and P.T. Wingding worked together. We were two of the... Oh, look, McGee, a fortune teller. Madam Cleo sees all, tells all. Let's go in there. Oh, Molly, them fortune tellers are fakes. They can't tell you your own name. I already know my name. Oh. Come on, it's all in fun. Please, dearie. Oh, okay. Well, watch yourself. Don't trip over the tent flap. Why, it's dark in here. Greetings, O seekers after knowledge. Hi, sis. I'd like my fortune told. <laughs> I'd like to have my fortune told, miss. Are you Madame Cleo? I am she, Madame Cleo, the possessor of mystic powers. She who sees all and tells all. Gabby, huh? <laughs> Madame Cleo from the land of Egypt, where I was born the seventh daughter of a seventh daughter. My gosh, what a line there must have been outside your bathroom every night. <laughs> So you may scoff. I reveal the past, the present, and the future. When the reading is completed, you may cross my palm with silver. Okay. Just so you don't expect me to tickle it with folding money. <laughs> the lady will sit beside me while I gaze into the crystal ball. Yes, Madam Cleo. I concentrate my powers. The crystal ball is dim and cloudy. Maybe you ought to go over it with a damp rag. <laughs> Hmm. I see that you are uh, married. Ah, you have a husband. Now, that's pretty darn mystic. <laughs> it takes real power to figure out a married woman has a husband. <laughs> Your life has been made full and rich by the strength of his noble character and the brilliance of his mind. Oh. <laughs> Gee, maybe, maybe I got you wrong, Cleo. <laughs> This stuff's starting to make sense. Ah, your future will be completely happy because of this generous, handsome, and talented husband. Ah, oh, sure. That completes the reading. Well, Cleo, I apologize. There's plenty of phonies in this racket, but you're on the level. Here's two bucks. Madam Cleo, thanks you. Well, come on, Molly. Let's take a ride on the merry-go-round. Coming, McGee. Oh, just a moment. Yes? Say, you didn't even crack a smile when I was laying it on. So, uh... Silly fairway split the tank. What? Here's a buck for you, sister. Well, thanks, sister. <laughs> you coming, Molly? Right away, dearie, and this time it's my treat. Okay. Huh. 
Well, that merry-go-round ride was a dilly, wasn't it, kiddo? Oh, it was delightful. Did you find the lady who lost the blouse? No, I gave it to the operator. I guess the lady ran off somewhere. Well, I don't wonder. Yeah. Must have been terribly embarrassing to have the blouse pulled right off her back. Well, she shouldn't have been standing there when I was grabbing for that brass ring. <laughs> My gosh, the careless way people act at a carnival is something. Oh, yeah. And the gentleman rang the bell. Here's your cigar, sir. Hey, come on, let's look at that, Molly. Who'll be the next to swing the mallet, ring the bell, and win himself one of these fine Pomona Coronas? Step up and demonstrate, just race, gents. I'll take a swing, sir. Hand me the mallet. That's Mr. Wilcox. Hey, hold everything, Junior. Hi, pal. Hi, Molly. Well, set the mallet down, Louie. That ain't for you, son. What do you mean? I'm in fine shape, pal. I get plenty of exercise. Yeah, but uh, what you exercise won't help you here. You don't hit that thing with your tongue, you know. <laughs> Ah, stop kidding, pal. You're forgetting that I was a pet milk baby. Oh, is that so? Yes. When you're raised from babyhood on pet evaporated milk, you develop a sturdy body and strong, straight bones. Hmm. You ever notice the strong, straight bones in my legs? Call me a fool, Junior, but I never even noticed your legs. (laughs) Well, I'm a pretty husky specimen, thanks to pet. All pet milk babies thrive on that nourishing goodness. Because pet contains all the bodybuilding milk minerals a baby needs to ensure steady growth right from the start. That's why pet milk babies grow up to be such rugged citizens. Well, bless your rugged straight bones. (laughs) But you better let me show you how to ring the bell on this gadget. I was head man of a carnival once, and I know all the tricks. All right, here's the mallet. Swing away. How does that thing work, dearie? Well, you smack it here with the mallet, and that weight flies up, see? If you're a he-man like I'm one, it goes all the way and hits the bell up to the top and hits the bell. Well, uh, this one... This one has an added feature. Oh? Yeah, it makes other noises to show how well you've done. What other noises? Go on, you'll find out. Okay. Give me your room. What was that? A wolf whistle. That means you did as well as an 18-year-old girl. Oh, my foot slipped. I'll whack her again. Hey, was that a cork popping? No, that was bubble gum. Oh? That means you did as well as a 10-year-old boy. Well, you've reached your own sex, uh, McGee. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. Oh, here. Let me have that mallet. Let me okay. have that mallet. Okay, wise guy. Let's see you do better. Take the mallet. Watch it. Watch it. Here goes. get it. You ain't much younger than me, Junior. How come you can ring that bell and I can't? Well, it's very simple, pal. I've stayed with Pet and you've gone to pot. (laughs) Come on, Jerry. I'd rather show off. My foot hadn't a slipped. I'd have shown All right, lover. Don't let it upset you. No, I will. Let's see what's in the tent here where the crowd is. And the management has entitled this fascinating special attraction, Art in a Bathing Suit. It's educational, anatomical, and instructive. I wonder what that is. Oh, I don't know, but... And, gentlemen, if I could have your close attention, please. This interesting feature is not open to the general public. Oh. We're offering it for art lovers only. If you show some bona fide evidence of your interest in art, such as a lead pencil or a copy of an Esquire calendar, (laughs) we'll welcome you to our special showing of Art in a Bathing Suit. Okay, Art. Go get the bathing suit on. Okay, Eddie. What'll they think of next? I don't know, but whatever it is, the Oakles will pay to see it. I mind when I was head man with the carnival that I and my old pal, old P.T. Wingding, worked with. We had a... Well, hello there, missus. Hi, McGee. Well, Ollie, fancy seeing you here. Yeah, it's pretty fancy seeing you too, missus. (laughs) 
Well, where's the family, Ollie? You sneak out on them? No, I used to put the missus and the kids on the Ferris field, McGee. Oh? I don't waste my money on rides. I use it up to play a game with a fella that has three little shells, and under him he puts a dry bean. Oh, I see. The old army game, huh? No, that's was a navy bean, McGee. <laughs> What kind of shells does he use? Well, I think these must have been shotgun shells, missus. They sure us loaded. <laughs> I dropped 65 cents in less than an hour. <laughs> well, you got to be hep to the gimmicks around these joints, Ollie. I know, because I used to be with a carnival at one time. Oh, I got a lot of memories of my old carnival days. <laughs> I got lots of memories of carnivals myself, McGee. Yeah? Even now, when I go to the carnival with all the excitement... The merry-go-round goes poo 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 and the calipaloopy toodles, and I, I used to get all filled up with old neuralgia. <laughs> no, no, no. no, you mean nostalgia. I do? Well, all I know is the missus gives me some aspirin, and it goes away. Well, that's neuralgia, Ollie. McGee, you said it was nostalgia. Well, I, I thought you meant nostalgia. I said neuralgia. You said the carnival brings back a lot of memories. When you get all full of memories, that's nostalgia. Well, what's neuralgia? A pain in the neck. That's what I got from the carnival. <laughs> that's so long, missus. So long, neuralgia. <laughs> so... The King's Men and Kiss of Fire. Once the sparks are flying, those devil lips that know so well the art of lying. And though I see the danger, still the flame grows higher. I know I must surrender to your kiss of fire. Just like a torch, you set the soul within me burning. I must go on along this road of no returning. And though it burns me and it turns me into ashes. My home crashes without your kiss of fire. Kiss of fire. I know I can't resist you. What good is there in trying? What good is there denying? You're all that I desire. Since I first kissed you, my heart was yours completely. If I'm a slave, then it's a slave I want to be. Don't pity me. Don't pity me. Touch your lips and all at once the sparks go flying. Those devil lips that know so well the art of lying. And though I see the danger, still the flame grows higher. I know I must surrender to your kiss of fire. Give me your lips and if you only let me borrow. Love me tonight and let the devil take tomorrow. I know that I must have your kiss, although it dooms me, though it consumes me. Your kiss of fire, your burning kiss of See what this all guy's right, all right, all right. This is it, folks. The Wheel of Fortune from the song of the same name. You there, the pretty lady with the flat-faced boyfriend. Step right over here and win yourself a beautiful lamp. 
Bring her up here, short sport. Come on, dearie, let's try it. Oh, you can't win, Molly. I'm an old carnival man, and I... How much is it, sir? Only 25 cents, the inconsequential part of a dollar, to win one of these handsome abalone lamps imported from the faraway island of Santa Catalina. <laughs> I've heard of that place. Look at that beautiful abalone table lamp. Lifetime of work went into that, my dear. Ah, uh, whose lifetime? The abalone. <laughs> Put your money on the line, folks. I'll take number 12. I must apologize for the lack of a hostess today. Sadie Michelle is usually here to greet my guests, but she's spending a few days with the gendarmes. Caught her stealing a tattoo off the illustrated man. <laughs> Told her she couldn't lift the battleship main, but it's oh, stopping on number 12. Uh-huh. Held by the cute little lady with a grouchy grandpa. McGee, I won. Well, well, congratulations, Molly. Thank you, Dr. Gale. Oh, hi, Ham Hocks. What brings you out here? Well, I got a call from Benzino, the fire eater. Oh? Isn't feeling well. What's his trouble? Got a fever blister. Oh. I'll <laughs> be something he ate. This is kind of like old home week for me, Fatso. I used to be an old corny man, you know. You're still an old corny man. In fact, you're the, you're the corniest old man. No, no, Doctor. That isn't what he means. McGee means he used to work in a carnival. He knew what I meant. <laughs> oh, I think I saw him one time, Molly. Yeah? Yes. Did you wear a well-chewed gorilla skin and bill yourself as Bongo, the almost human? Because a shape like yours, even under... Oh, ho, ho, ho. Look who's talking about shape. Huh? If I was afraid to walk down the street in the summer in a white suit because laundry men kept throwing me up on top of a truck, I would be... A... <laughs> oh, McGee, now don't talk like that. Well, no, no, I don't talk like that. Besides, it only happened once. <laughs> Even then, it took two laundry men to do it. As I was about to say when you got so insulting, you big glass house liver... I used to be the head man of a carnival bigger than this one I head was. Head man? Yeah, you? That must have been a fast trip to bankruptcy. Oh, is that so, Fatso? Well, for your information, I wish some of my old friends were here right now. My old pal P.T. Wingding, the guy and I and him used to work together in the carnival. Ah, there, folks. You, the pretty little debutante with the two handsome gentlemen. Step right over here. Let me guess your wink, little girl. Who, me? Oh, my. <laughs> Not in front of the men, please. I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. I'll whisper it to you, lady, and if I don't guess within five pounds, you win yourself a beautiful half pound of genuine Lowney's chocolates. Hey, that's a familiar voice. He's... Hey, hey, bud. Ain't you? McGee. Old Fiddler McGee. My gosh, old P.T. Wingday. In the flesh, 158 pounds of Well, what do you know? Gee whiz, old P.T. Long time no see, P.T. <laughs> Same corny old Fiddler. Yeah. Put on a little weight, haven't you? 172? 73. Cute chick you got there, Fib. Yeah. 118 pounds. Yeah. Whatever become of the little blonde? Well, I can put the... <laughs> I'd like you to meet my wife, Molly, P.T. Molly, this is old P.T. Wingding. How do you do, I'm sure. And this is our old family physician, P.T., Doc Gamble. 217 and a half. Hiya, Doc. Well, I'm glad to meet you, sir. We were just talking about McGee's old carnival day. Yeah. He claims to have been head man with some outfit. The greatest head man in the carny business, Doc. No. You mean he, he really was? Yeah. You big scoffer. He had a technique for handling his job, Doc. It was the most sensational... Oh, hey, McGee. Yeah? Boy, am I glad to see you. 
We're all trying to double up here this afternoon. The head man is sick today. How'd you like to take over for the day? Your old job is awaiting for you. Oh, oh my. That, uh, that sounds oh, exciting. Oh, no. well, <laughs> no. I've been out of the business so long, P.T., I wouldn't know all that. Oh, oh don't be silly, boy. It'll come back to you in no time. Oh, dear. We need you, son. Come on, down this way. Oh, well, Chuck, this I have got to see at close range. How this lad is going to handle a job like well, this. Well, I don't know. Wait till the fellas find out who the new head man is. Come on, here's your office. Well, I... I could take over just for today till your regular head man gets back. Now, Doc, uh, you and Molly go ride the Ferris wheel. Go on, go ahead, enjoy yourselves. I'll get to work and I'll... Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to stay right with you, dearie. Me too. I want to see just how the head man of a carnival operates. What does the head man do? He uses his head, naturally. What else? Yeah. As soon as I get it through this hole in the canvas here... Hold my hat, Molly. Help, help me get my head through, P.T. What? What's this? Well, I'll be doggone. I'm all set, P.T. All right, folks. Set right up and buy the baseballs. Three throws for two bits. Hit the head man and win the Cupid off. Ah. And now, presenting the greatest head man in the carnival business. Wait a minute. I'll take a dollar's worth. No, give me ten dollars worth. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, doctor. <laughs> oh, no. You'll hurt him. <laughs> oh! Fibber and Molly return in a moment. In recent months, Pet Milk Company has celebrated five special birthdays. Yes, in the past five months, five sets of Pet Milk quadruplets have had birthdays. And now comes another important Pet Milk birthday. Friday of this week, the Fultz quadruplets, those four identical little Negro girls of Reedsville, North Carolina, will be six years old. During that time, they've developed from tiny babies of just three pounds each to sturdy, vigorous youngsters averaging about 47 pounds each. Much of the credit for this exceptional development goes to the wise doctor who, shortly after the babies were born, approved Pet's evaporated milk for their feedings. Now, they've continued to thrive on this favorite form of milk since then. In Pet Milk, these babies get all the essential milk minerals combined with just the right amount of vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, in safe, easy-to-digest form. And on their feedings of Pet Milk, the Fultz quadruplets have developed into sturdy, vigorous, happy children. And we're mighty proud of them. You did a fine job as head man out there, dearie. Thanks, kiddo. Everybody said I was greatest. You were, too. Yeah. I just hope your success hasn't made you too conceited. Conceited? Yes. Judging from the lumps, it certainly gave you a swelled head. (laughs) 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 My goodness, don't you get it? Lumps, head. It ain't funny, Mrs. McGee. Oh? Good night. Good night, all. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? There are some things, emotional, sentimental things, that only a woman can understand. 
And it's this sort of thing that Sally Carter has the courage to speak up about in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Be sure to hear it. On the same program, you'll hear Mary Lee Taylor's special recipe for a favorite American dessert, strawberry shortcake with whipped topping. A recipe that will be your favorite shortcake recipe once you try it. So be listening for the dramatic story of the week and the special recipe of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program, a Saturday morning highlight on NBC. Now stay tuned for What's My Line on NBC.